This episode is brought to you by Grove.co. We are happy to have them on board. Hi, Grove. <laughs> Hi, Grove. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Robin. I'm Jamie. <laughs> We got to get a better open. I know. We're, Someone's we're gonna so polished. Help us get a better open. <laughs> you think? We're open to listener Nobody ideas. Nobody ever helps. We <laughs> say don't. I know. We are out here on our own. It's maybe like they we're liked, out on an Maybe island. there's like a secret thing where they just like to watch us fumble. And they just are like, what are these assholes going to do today? <laughs> Lesbian island out on our own. Le- that's, I think there's already a thing called the Lesbos. island of Lesbos. But I don't think it's really a lesbian island. No, there's probably a bunch of like, No, it's a Greek thing. I don't know. Someone tell us Straight. what that is, really. Well, the lesbian island is where Wonder Woman's from, isn't it? <laughs> right? Aren't they, it's all Weren't women. They, I don't think they were lesbians. They were just all women. They are totally, although Wonder Woman does In like have a dreams. crush on that. They're all lesbians. I don't think they were. They should be. All right. We have a lot of things listeners need to tell us about. <laughs> Somebody write in our social channels and tell us. Um, a, what is the origin of the island of Lesbos? B, were they lesbians in Wonder Woman? They should be lesbians. That's the well, dumbest thing I've ever heard if they're different. not. Well, what are they doing? All right. Robin has question mark, question mark, question That's mark our on our bullet points. <laughs> so clearly we are lost. Well, no, no. no. I, we want to talk about Halloween, Halloween just happened. You know, our kids went and got all their candy. Robin, what do you do with your candy? I'm like a total douche because like, you know, I have like a food problem and I used to lay out all my candy and then just basically sit in the closet by myself and then like eat through the whole fucking bag in like two days. And And nobody monitored it in your house. Nobody. Like, could you stop the girl from sitting in a closet eating all the Snickers? (laughs) Like, it'd be gone in like two days. And I'm talking like, yeah, I had had a lot of feelings. In the closet. I'm talking like like a... I would use a a pillowcase to go get candy. That's how much I would plow through. So now I'm like, I tell them it's like a dessert and they get limp. But the the good thing is, is they forget about it after a while. And then I just start throwing it out. Yeah. Rose gets, um, we put it in a cabinet. She gets one a night. She Mm -hmm, forgets about mm -hmm. it after literally two days. And then I keep it in that cabinet and I go back to it every night and have a piece or two. (laughs) And it lasts me, but it lasts me like up until Easter? June or July. And you steal their <laughs> Easter candy. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden her candy's gone and I'm realizing I need a piece of candy one night. <laughs> all, I just, all I think about is like every time they forget about it, I'm like, oh God, please. It means they're not food addicts. This yeah. is great. Oh God. I got that's, a lot of words. That's deep, Robin. Mm, listen, that's I got, deep. I got baggage, They're not going to be because you're not, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't that, know. That's I don't know That's in the genes. Well, then I have it in my jeans, too. Should we talk about our guest today? Yes, please. He's a previous guest. He sure is. He was from season one. And it was the episode was called They Met at the Disco. Yeah, and it was his, him and his Tony and his husband, Gary. Yeah, Tony and Gary. And if you haven't listened to their episode, mm. you should go back and listen to it. Yes. They have a really interesting story. They had donated sperm to a lesbian couple. To one, and then they donated to another lesbian couple, didn't they? Yeah, I think they? only one worked, though. Okay, well, we have to go back and re-listen to that. It was season one. There was like all these donations happening. And then their kindly neighbor that they took care of, who was a really wonderful, eclectic lady, passed away and and left them money. They didn't even know she had all this money. And they used that money to make their own kid via surrogacy. Really great story. I just told you the whole story. So you don't even have to listen. No, you should go listen because him and Gary are amazing. They're so, they're great. And so now um, Tony's back. 
he's a lawyer. Yes. And he's here to answer all your legal questions. And But before we bring him in, I do just want to say that this week in our Patreon community, if you join our community, there's going to be bonus content with Tony where mm-hmm. he talks at length about the big Supreme Court case that's being reviewed right now. You know, can they fire us LGBTQs? So, and many and other things. Yeah. So like- go to patreon.com slash ovaries talk. And if you join us there, you'll have access to videos and things like that. Yeah. But without further ado... What was that? I don't know. You're was so that? weird. No, let's bring in Tony. Let's bring in Tony. He's so much better than us. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Hi, Tony. Oh my hey. God. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Today, we're here to get some legal questions answered since you are a lawyer. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I'd be And you very specialize happy to. in LGBTQ. Yes, I'm an assisted work. reproduction technology attorney here in New York. I do trust and estates work, and I work predominantly with the LGBTQ community. I love it. So I've been doing it for about 15 years, and uh, I'm also part of a big coalition here in New York to pass the Child Parent Security Act, which would do a lot of things, including making compensated gestational surrogacy legal in New York. New York's one of three states where it's not legal right now. But it would also provide for parentage orders, which can answer some questions about second parent adoption, which I know a lot of people have questions about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially because I'm still in the process of mine. Oh, Jamie, Tony. Oh, you were Jamie. in the process of yours in season two. Oh, my God. So I know. we just did a video oh, for, because we, we're on Patreon now where people can support us and we do behind the scenes content. And we just did a video about, because of this episode of where we are in the legal process. And I was calling Jamie out for starting the process in season two and it now being season four. Well, we'll see if, uh, yeah. if it's gonna this get done. podcast makes a difference it's, for well, you. I mean, it ha- I know it needs to be done. I just, uh, anyway. It's not about me. It's not about me. <laughs> let's take the attention off Jamie. And, and let's talk about legal questions answered from our, our our fans. Our listeners have been, they've got a lot of questions yeah, or things they want to talk about. And you answered. Yeah. So our first one. Okay. This was from Vanessa. She wrote in and she said, when my wife and I started down the IVF route to make our family or root, depending on how you say that. I was shocked at how anti-choice legislation impacted us. Louisiana has the only law in the country that deems embryos Wait for it, people. I love her. I love her attitude in her Wait email. For it, so people. even if you have embryos from an IVF cycle that will not result in a healthy or viable pregnancy in Louisiana, you have to keep them forever, paying for their storage indefinitely because disposing of them is considered an abortion. We have four such embryos chilling out in perpetuity right now. Wow, Tony, talk to yeah, us about this. This, this is, is true. Really crazy. It's very true, and it's something that affects not only lesbian couples but a lot of gay male couples who are having children through surrogacy. Right, of because course. Because they'll go through the process with an egg donor. They'll create embryos, and they'll uh, because the technology has advanced so much. Only one embryo will be impl- implanted, and there'll be embryos left over. So mm-hmm. for Vanessa, this this uh, is actually a really interesting question, and it's kind of the soap opera question. The law in Louisiana mm-hmm. was found; it was uh, drafted in 1986, or was enacted in 1986, and mm-hmm. it says that uh, embryos have legal standing as people. They can sue. They can, uh, as in the case, embryos of, can sue. That's embryos amazing. can sure. sue, and this is what happened. Um, a lot of people know an su- embryo sued someone. Yes, well, <laughs> oh. with the help of a parent who was trying to get their way. Oh. So what happened? Sofia Vergara, the star of Modern Family, yeah. she was married previously to a gentleman named Nick Loeb. <gasps> yeah, and he sued. 
and lost to get custody of the embryos that they had in cryo storage. So then he moves to Louisiana uh-uh. in no. 2017. What a son of a bitch. And he her, but he joins the suit by having the embryos be plaintiffs. And so he's suing, saying she's denying them their inheritance. Oh, my God. And she should be deemed an egg donor, and he should be deemed the parent. Wow. So they did this in— And he uh, won? Well, he won the first step. She sued to have the case dismissed, and she lost that. And the judge said this has to go back for a fact-finding analysis at the district court level, which is where they are now. Wow. But— What this case demonstrates in Louisiana is that if you do have embryos, even if you have an agreement, which is generally where you would have looked before, the agreement that you had with your IVF clinic Mm -hmm. to see if they had any direction or guidance about what would happen. A lot of times those agreements will state that if one of the intended parents dies, you know, then the other parent has custody of the embryos. But they sometimes don't get into what happens if there's a divorce. Mm -hmm. And the way that the courts usually held this was they would look to the rights of the parent that did not want to procreate. Okay. But now the courts are balancing it out. If, If one, the person who is suing doesn't have another viable way of having a family, Courts are more liable to rule in their favor. And then in the middle of all of this. And then she'd be liable for uh, child support too, right? Yes. Yes. That's if, just probably well, what if he's he was successful, up to. Yeah, she's if he's deemed successful. an egg donor egg and her, donor. And her then, rights would yeah, be terminated. Right. But in the middle of all of this, in Arizona in 2009, they enacted a law that said that disputed embryos should go to the party most likely that will bring them to birth. <gasps> so in the some of the southern states and, 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 the more conservative states. Yeah. This is playing out, but that was it was interpreted very interestingly by an Arizona judge who said that they couldn't agree, the couple couldn't agree, so he forced them to donate the embryos to a third party. What? So all of a sudden, you and your partner or spouse, you have embryos, you can't decide what's going on and a judge steps in and says you have to donate them because now, now, now you have to no come. choice. So now you have, you have no, no choice. chance. Yeah, it's it's just it's just crazy. So the advice that I would give, and and I caution all of this with, I'm not giving legal advice. Yes, I'm no, just, yes, yes. I'm stating what I feel about this from yeah. what I know. Is number one, go into it knowing what the problems and the pitfalls could be. Okay, right. If this is the case, then sign some kind of agreement that states your intention ahead of time, so that even if it's not in the IVF clinic agreement, mm-hmm. that there's something that says when we formed this family even if they're embryos, this was our intention. Right. If we broke up, that we would donate them or we would do something with them, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a, it's a tough question that you have to ask yourself, and it's another layer of planning that goes into family formation. You need IVF. a partnership agreement. <laughs> when I when I when we went to make our embryos, we and did it, and I did it. There, our questionnaire from the clinic was very very extensive, and we had to answer all those questions. Mm-hmm. But not every clinic is like that. So right, and That's you also have to think about where you are in the country. Yeah. Right. They're going to Louisiana is going to have to deal with this. Arizona yeah. is going to have to deal with that and the clinics in those states. Yeah. So, well, so my question is this: If the embryo has rights, there there must not be abortion in that state, then. Yeah. Right. They gen- those generally go hand in hand because mm-hmm. because you couldn't have right. those two laws exist at the same time. Right. Can you transfer up to another state? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. But you yes. maybe need permission, right? You can transfer them to another state. You and can, then you can you do what can, you want to them. Then the, uh, technically they're there. But if you have residency in New York, he lives in, in, Louisiana. in Louisiana, see, he got jurisdiction through something called the Uniform Child Custody and Enforcement and Jurisdiction and Enforcement Act, UCCJEA, mm-hmm. which basically sets who has standing in a state, whether it's a parent or the child. To sue, and so he was able to do it because he moved down there and got standing. Right. Because just, the eggs were in, are still in a Beverly Hills clinic. Yeah, that's oh, where he lives. It's where he lives. Yeah. Because oh, because I was just wondering that's, if poor Vanessa are, could could you know tr- transfer her eggs somewhere and then you know do what she wants to do. Well, but in Vanessa's case, couldn't she transfer the eggs because they both if they're in agreement and they uh, and they both go to the clinic and say we want to move our transfer eggs them to, to California, New California York Cryobank or, or something like then that. Then this law doesn't apply to them. And that's a good question. Because it depends on it depends on if they split up and one of them stays there and has that kind of standing, then they can and right. If but she, if they if, remain together, if they remain together and they're you know and they're of us of the same mind about mm-hmm. the situation. I mean, I guess technically they could leave them in a facility in Louisiana and pay like, but I don't pay. how much you pay every year. Yeah. All probably, right. We, I think uh, we just found a loophole for you, Vanessa. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we keep going, I f- we found a new podcast, the one that we were talking about. And I think we have to tell our listeners about it. Okay. I uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this yeah. one. Parenting mm-hmm. Survival Podcast, mm-hmm. that one. It's really good. It's, I mean, it's been helping me. <laughs> Basically, I need help. The, the gist of it is that every week they have a child therapist and author, Tasha Daniels, and mm-hmm. she talks about the trials and tribulations of parenting. And she, I mean, this woman has dedicated her practice and writing to helping kids and their families cope with anxiety and OCD, Which Jamie. is amazing. And she's a mom of three kids with anxiety and OCD. I don't know if they all have it, but like, so she gets it. Yeah. She totally gets it. And it's hard. Yeah. And they talk about all kinds of topics like handling children with anxiety, sibling fighting, self-esteem. <laughs> oh my God, so much more. The sibling fighting. I, it's like, I, like, I love it. It's real. It's raw. It's honest. She offers hope and guidance. Like she, she really makes me feel good and humor along the way. And she's um, totally empathetic because she truly understands the struggle <laughs> of raising children, let alone raising anxious children. That's a whole I nother know. can of worms. I know, you know? I know. I'm, you know what I really love about it though, is that every podcast episode, it has like real tips that you can use for your kids right away. Like how to mm-hmm. help your kids lean into anxiety and come out on the other side, yeah. or how to help your child handle mean people. Cause, Cause I mean, like my daughter's about to go into middle school and oof. there's like mean kids and Sometimes I feel like people I, suck. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. I'm like at a loss for what to say. I know. You mean, yeah. yeah. And how to speak to your child also about tough stuff like um, nightmares, mm-hmm. death, Ugh, I know, which I've done a lot shootings. of that lately. School shootings. That's yeah. the whole thing. It just It's it's like a podcast and also about how to empower kids to help themselves and yeah. by using mindfulness to cope with their fears. You know, it's all good stuff. This, this parenting survival podcast, what I love about it is it's just like... It's exactly what we need. Yeah, it's yeah. it's guidance. Like, how do you talk to your kid about, how do you tell your kid, oh, don't worry, nothing's ever going to happen. When in the back of your mind, you're like, holy Shit's shit, happening all what the time. if this happens? Yeah. And then you're like, you know, like it's a yeah. whole, so I need guidance. I need help. Well, listen, thank God we've got the Parenting Survival Podcast. Tasha, Tasha we Daniels. need you. Oh my God, come, yeah, go for <laughs> talk people. Get on over there. Go listen. All right.
one of our very good listeners, Angela Constantini, wanted to know a little bit more about FMLA leave, and she wanted to know how it affects the LGBT in the queues. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is a good one. This, okay. is a, this is a feel-good story, for me at least. Okay. Because oh, yeah. thanks, explain, yes. explain for those of us out there who what don't What FMLA know. is. Yes. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> she means Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> FMLA is the Family Medical Leave Act. Mm-hmm. Prior to 2015, it was interpreted not to apply to uh, gay and lesbian partners. Oh, really? But after the Obergefell decision, after Edie Windsor the Mm -hmm. year before, and Mm -hmm. then the Obergefell decision came out and marriage became federal, then the Family Medical Leave Act started to apply to gay and lesbian individuals. So just one clarification, the FMLA, it's not just about when you have a baby. It's like you can take that if like somebody in your family is sick. So you're saying, so you're, you're saying- like it didn't apply to gays for anything. For, any, for, if for like anything. If you had a baby. If, you had- if your partner had a baby or <laughs> right. something like that. Yeah. So basically, let me go back a little bit because okay. the FMLA applies to private employers and public employers. Private employers who have uh, at least 50 employees. Okay. And private employers can um, extend greater benefits if they want to. But if they have over 50 employees, they have to extend this. And for an employee to be eligible, they have to have worked for at least 12 months mm-hmm. and at least... 1,250 hours in the past 12 months. So that's the qualification strata for this. But basically what it says is that you can, eligible employees can get up to 12 weeks of unpaid sick leave Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and have their jobs when they come back for whatever reason. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they can break it up. So it's not consecutive weeks, but it's in some circumstances, it's at intermittent weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But basically because of Obergefell, now, the, uh, the Department of Labor re- revised the definition and extends all of the leave rights and job protections to eligible employees in same-sex marriages and also in common law marriages in states where common law marriages are legal. So common law okay. marriages, basically, if you've been together for a really long time, yeah. they're going to look at your relationship and say, you know you're, what, you're really married. married. But it's a state law state know, by state. issue. Yeah, yeah, it's a state by state issue. Okay, well, that's okay. good. So I, it is good. Could it that is be good. turned There's, over? Well, there, no. Well, gosh. <laughs> Are we in I mean, trouble? my goodness. In <laughs> this admi- I was just with this say, yeah. administration and in this, there's so many things that are going on. Is this in jeopardy now? <laughs> not right now, but I, 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 mean, I think he's got bigger fish stage. to fry that he's trying to wreck for us. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things <laughs> that he's guy. wrecked for us. It's yeah. just, it's absolutely crazy. If yeah. anyone, anyone in the LGBT community thinks that he is a friend of our community, please just dispossess yourself of that yeah. belief yeah. because he has come after us in so many ways. And one way that is an open question about the FMLA yeah. is one way that he has really targeted us is for our transgender brothers and sisters, yeah. because we don't really necessarily know whether the FMLA extends to our transgender brothers and sisters when they are going through transition. Right. So if, if it's considered a serious health condition, and that basically is an illness or injury or impairment uh-huh. that involves inpatient care and continuing treatment by a healthcare provider. So if there's transition-related care or that requires a hospital stay, sure, sure. then likely FMLA will cover that. If there isn't a hospital stay involved, then it's still a little bit more of an open question. Great and area. I wouldn't put it past the administration to try to interpret the, well, not even the just the, the administration, but the the really conservative side of of things who are taking advantage of this administration. Yeah. Right. Like that's the part that's just as upsetting. Yeah. Right. It's not You're just him. There's a lot right. of people who are like, go while we can. And there's yeah. also people out there who are going to say, well, that's not a necessary surgery. So you're, yeah. this is elective right. surgery. So no, I'm not going right. to. 
or what, help you wouldn't in define way. as a serious health condition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're doing this on, you're doing this on your own. Right. You yeah. Know, that's what something you, of choice. Or I don't feel that way. I don't want anybody to think I feel that way, but I, th- I think it was clear. <laughs> yeah. I think it was very clear to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I like but to it cover my wouldn't faces. be an episode if you didn't apologize. So it's, <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Um, but that's scary though. Yeah. Okay. So our next question or kind of, yeah, question comes from another listener. I'm just going to read what she wrote and then what was about assumed parentage bill versus second parent adoption. Right. Which is, which is a really important topic, especially for me, because there was Mm -hmm. a a lawsuit that like what she's talking about that happened when right before we decided not to do the second parent adoption. So she writes, when we were considering sibling sperm donation, I found a lawyer to discuss donor contracts. And this lawyer happened to be involved in a bill that has been trying to get passed for the last 12 years, the child parent security act. S2071, in case any of you technical people out there wanted that number. This bill would eliminate the need for same-sex couples like us to go through a formal second-parent adoption process. She felt very optimistic that the time for this bill is near, and I've been following the movement and expressing support to local assembly leaders. Which is really where it has to go. So let me let me just yeah, jump please. in for a second, because please the Child do. Parent Security Act is something that's very close to my heart. Is this a federal thing or a no, state? No, this is a New York State okay. bill. It has been actively put up for passage for the last four years. Uh It's been around for longer than four years, but it's been going to Albany in New York. It passed the Senate, Mm -hmm. but it was not brought up to the House for a vote because the Speaker of the House in New York, Carl Heastie, held it back. And Mm -hmm. he held it back because, for one reason... My assembly person, who's an out lesbian, Deborah mm-hmm. Glick, mm-hmm. she's wonderful. I voted for her in every election. She had promised the Stonewall Democrats that she would vote for the Child Parent Security Act. And then I think in response to a letter written by Gloria Steinem, who is against compensated surrogacy, I guess I have to go back a little bit and explain what the Child Parent Security Act does. But anyway, my assembly person changed her position and she didn't want to vote on it. So it wasn't brought up for a vote. So what the Child Parent Security Act would do, and the reason why it's close to my heart is it would provide for parentage orders for lesbian couples who use known donors. So they don't have to go through the entire second parent adoption process. They can get a parentage order, which is the key. It's a court order that declares them the parents and terminates the right of their donor, the rights of okay. their donor. Oh, okay. That's part one. Part two. That's, that's only a known donor. That's so a no, known donor. no sperm bank. This so this is for known donors specifically. Okay. Oh. This is this is where you talked about before about the law not catching up with the technology and the way that we create our families. Mm-hmm. This is a prime example of that. Yeah. The second it's part. Like, that meant, like you could hear from like a random person, like, oh no, you don't need to do that anymore. Yes. But it's like, you know, but you bought yours from a, a sperm bank and they bought like, this is the problem why you always yes. have to come sit down with someone like you because you every situation is different. The all, these sound so specific. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking very much about New York right now, but a lot of what I'm going to talk about in a second is expands across the country. Because someone from Texas also emailed us about the same thing that yeah. she found a lawyer who told her she didn't have to do second parent adoption. Mm-hmm. And we, I was very nervous about it because I was just like, it's not what I'm hearing still. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, so ch- the first part of the Child Pound Security Act is um, parentage orders. And that would also apply to gay men who were having children through surrogacy, because the second part of the act would legalize and regulate compensated gestational surrogacy, which is where you have a separate egg donor and a surrogate mother and 
They have, yes. they help you have your family, like uh, Gary and I did. Which is still not legal in New York. Yeah, which you have is to go still out not of state legal in New York. Circuit. Exactly, right. we're one of three states where it's not. Can you legal. get an egg donor in New York? It depends. You can't have the transfer in New York. You may right. be able to find the egg donor, but, but a New York clinic cannot do the retrieval or the transfer because that's against the law in New York. So oh. I think I think what this what this listener is asking. Is and and this uh, you had mentioned some attorneys are telling their clients they don't have to get second parent mm-hmm. adoptions because in New York if you are married a lesbian couple and you're married and you use an anonymous donor mm-hmm. then under administrative rule you can go on the birth certificate yes. and I think a lot of people think well that's where it is they ends. think they're covered right. the birth certificate is the be all and the end all but the truth is the birth certificate doesn't create legal parentage right it's an indication of parentage but it doesn't create it that's only because you could created. say any name you want to in yeah, the hospital exactly mm-hmm. and that's only created by a court order yeah. yeah somebody told us it's it's just basically the birth certificate certificate is just for identification. It's proof, it's proof, it's of, proof, of, proof of existence. Yes. Yeah. Proof that the baby was born. Right. Um, so the question is, do you, do you, should you have to go and do this? And many people will say, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have Second to adopt your you own yeah. child yeah. Mm-hmm. if you've gone through this process. But what you have to ask yourself is, are you a portable relationship? Are you going to move to a different state? You may be very safe in the state that you're in mm-hmm. without doing the adoption. Because there's case law about, you know, a couple splitting up and what would happen because the issue arises when people split up and they sue for custody and visitation. Yeah. So or God if, forbid you move to Louisiana. Exactly. And you never know where you're going to go. And, yeah. and if you're going to travel internationally, the adoption order is the gold standard of parentage creation. Mm-hmm. Every jurisdiction is familiar with that. And every country has the ability to create an adoption order. So they have the ability to either through full faith and credit in the States or through comity and internationally, they have the ability to respect it and to, and to uphold it. So it's a, it's a very, very good question. What you have to get out of your head is that I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. And you have to I think like about that. what is more important for my family. Is it the security that, that in sort of invasive, sort of expensive process will cost you to have the peace of mind of knowing that yeah. your family is is legally invincible at that so point. So standing today, you still should do second parent adoption. I personally believe that. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. in New York, if the Child Parent Security Act passes, if you have that parentage order, then I would say that would be enough because it's a court order. If you stay in New York. But the and sticky, if you have that's the donor. sticky issue. It, right. It, it, the sticky issue is... Not all states have the ability to create that. So if you move to a state that doesn't have sort of a, a, a parentage order regime and you split up in that state, then it's going to be litigated. Yep. Now, chances are it's going to fall out on your side, but it's going to be after litigation, which means you've You're spent pay for it. You know, crazy amounts of right. money and you're unhappy. And you Right. Know. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, a lot of attorneys disagree with me, but I believe that- I would always err really on the side is, of caution. No, no that's every attorney me. we've talked to agrees with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we had another listener that had sort of in the same vein, mm-hmm. Brittany Ray said, it sounds like the process, what is needed for second parent adoption, varies state by state. If you finalize the process in one state and then move later on, does the second parent adoption transfer to the new state or will you need to start over? That's a great question. Oh my God, please don't need to start over because this is the <laughs> longest process of my life. <laughs> Yours is a little unique, Jamie. Jamie, mine went down in a month. <laughs> well, I'm I have really good, good news for you and for Brittany. Um, the fact that it's an adoption order and if you're in the states, it means that your adoption from one state will be respected in another state. Right. Okay. So internationally and too. And there is there's Supreme Court case law that says that that is the case. So you can move even to the worst state in the country for 
LGBT protections Uh and they have to respect your adoption order. Comedy, it's going to depend on where you are. Chances are, if it is, if it's a European country and if it's a country that is supportive of gay rights, that they will respect your family and honor your family's legality. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is stressing me out, but it's, I, you know, but we know, have to, I'm but we got to go through all these things. Oh, I'm do a follow-up with that because there's oh, yeah. something really important that just oh. happened last week. What happened, in New York. Tony? Okay, in New York, there were certain courts that were not granting lesbian couples adoption petitions wow. because oh, they yeah. were saying that needed. you don't need it. You're already a legal parent. Right. So, but... It's crazy because it's like surrogates court in Kings County and a few family court judges in Queens County were denying these adoptions. So last week, Governor Cuomo signed a law that said a court cannot deny a second parent adoption or a step parent adoption if you're married to a LGBT couple, even if there is already legal parentage there. Okay. If the couple wants the adoption, great. the court has great. to grant it. So great. it's a wonderful indication also, I think, of of where you should go in this process. If you're thinking about yeah. doing it, you should do it. Yeah. yeah. Do it now. Yeah. Small wins, right? It's yep. like small wins. That was a good thing for New That's York. That's good. Jamie, did you know that 70% of people want to use natural products, but only 2% do. Isn't that <laughs> so horrible? Sad. It's sad. But you know why though? It's because shopping for natural products is hard. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to talk about Grove Collaborative. Oh, I love me some Grove Collaborative. Mm-hmm. I get all my cleaning supplies from there now. Did you know that? I love that. Yeah. But I have to be honest, I was not so good at using natural products before Grove.co. I know you weren't. I know, but I just couldn't figure out where to get them all, you know, and like wading through the list oh. of the ingredients on the back of the bottles is so tedious and writing is so tiny like Mm. it's i don't have i I don't have visions getting bad (laughs) that's it's actually well that's why (laughs) grove.co is so good they take the guesswork out of going green which Mm -hmm. every product is guaranteed to be good for you your family your home and the planet which is a good thing by the way speaking of the planet did you know that there's more microplastic in the ocean than there are stars in the milky ways if that's not depressing i don't know what is that's sad Oh, yeah, yeah. If that's not a reason to go green, I don't know what it is. You know what? They also deliver all of these natural home beauty and personal care products directly to you, Robin. Oh, yeah, I love that. So you never have to shop in multiple stores again. Your clean greenhouse is just a click away, lady. Well, listen, I just clicked and I reordered my favorite Grove collaborative bath bombs. Oh my goodness. Uh, Henry stole two of my last ones. Thank you very <laughs> Thank you very Henry. little, Henry. They smell so good. They feel so nice on, for Henry, apparently. And <laughs> the new ones are on their way and I'm hiding them for my son. I feel like I don't need to know that you use bath bombs. Stop picturing me in the tub, you weirdo. I, it's weird. But I just set up recurring shipments of Grove tree-free toilet paper. Because we are always, we are always running out. I just forget to buy it. So the good news is my family will never have to use a paper towel on their tissues again. We use napkins when we run out. I don't run out anymore. So they're good for you. Well, listen, folks, you've heard it here. It's time to go green. Think about the plastics in the mm-hmm, ocean. Mm-hmm. And for a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash OCT, you will get a free five-piece fall gift set from Mrs. Myers and Grove and free shipping and free 60-day VIP trial. Ooh, ooh, and I love this offer. For a limited time only, you can choose from best-selling fall scents like apple cider, acorn spice, mum, and pumpkin spice, which are exclusively sold at Grove. I love love me some good scents. Go to grove.co slash OCT to get this exclusive offer. Grove.co slash OCT. So wait, so we're not done with second parent adoption. No. 
Taylor and Sonia. They just, yeah, they just wrote us. They wrote to us. They're new fans. Um, I'm going to read it. Um, I really love them because they love us. So, <laughs> but also because they seem nice. So transparent. <laughs> um, we but, are so, sad. So they wrote this. They said, hi, I'm living in Finland with my wife. I was wondering if you would do a topic about a lesbian couple living abroad who have kids and then want to move to the U.S. My spouse and I are both American citizens, but my wife was born in Finland. We are planning to start a family next summer, but are already thinking about what issues we might face with whether or not U.S. citizenship is passed to our child if my wife carries and then what happens with whether or not I'm recognized as the other parent automatically Ooh. or if I will have to do second parent adoption. That sentence was so hard for her to write. <laughs> also, but also it's so hard to even think about yeah. for yeah. crying out loud. But I, I can just see her trying to like write right, it, exactly. figure out There's how to so write it. There's so much to get out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she says, I've seen a couple of cases in the news with both a gay couple and a lesbian couple having problems getting their children U.S. citizenship. Uh, we were wondering about other people's stories and like, what can you tell us about this, Tony? What, yeah. What this, is cr- this is a really crazy issue. This is a hot yeah. topic and this right is, now. It's definitely, and it's also a administration issue hmm. because it's the administration's choice to deem same-sex parents as the children of same-sex parents. And this is specific to the male couples. Yes. There's a, I have an addendum uh, for lesbian couples, but for male couples, they are choosing to, to view the children as being born out of wedlock, which means even if the <gasps> even couple if they're is married. married, even if they're married, um, because Our they're, administration they're, is the State Department this. is. The, 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 the State Trump Department is. The Trump right. administration is. And there's there's three big... And no one's ever done that before because people were doing surrogacies in Canada for ages. Yes. Canada, that's, a, the, that's another thing cheaper. that I want to follow up with. It is cheaper, but there's something that's going to happen in Canada in June that's going to change things. All right, we'll stick a pin um, in Canada. We'll yeah, come back. stick a pin in Canada for a second. Because <laughs> I want to get back to this. This question is really important. First of all, number one, even though Trump has talked about taking away birthright citizenship, if the child is born in the U.S., the child is a U.S. citizen. Still at this point. Still at this point, yes. Right. Now, it's, now if, if the child is born in Finland... And exactly. they're both American but citizens. But they're, if they're both American citizens, then technically the State Department should honor their petition for citizenship for their should. child. They they may need to come back and apply here and you know have some residency requirements taken care of, but they should be able to address that when they're back in the States. They do should you, be able to get that I think with this current administration, it would behoove them to like come back at seven months and have the baby here? I think that, that's that's kind of creative thinking that right. couples and family, that well, we're having to do now. Sounds like you know? her wife is Finnish, fin, fin, Finnish, but she's a U.S. citizen. But See, she's a U.S. U.S. citizen now. This she gets into has, the facts. This is where it gets tricky. Yeah, this gets into the facts of one of the cases that's up uh, that is being sued now. Basically, right. the State Department is being sued now. There are three gay couples mm-hmm. that right. have sort of binational citizenship that had their children through surrogates in Canada. And now they've come back to get citizenship for their children. And the American father is fine. There, you know, there's twins in, in, in one case. The son or the child of the American father is able to get citizenship, but the child of the Israeli father is not able to get citizenship, even though they twins. are married. Because that's when the State Department is interpreting this law to say they were born out of wedlock. Because they're not honoring their marriage, which after Obergefell, it's like, how, how can, can you, you even do how that? How can you do that? Yeah, the Supreme it's Court ridiculous. said you have to. Like, the, the, the shit that they are getting away with is But so- it's administrative. Yeah. That's the reason why this case is probably going to be successful. But these poor couples who are, are having to file these hell. cases, yeah. they're having to run all over the place and spend all this money. Thank goodness they're great organizations yeah. like the ACLU yeah. and Lambda. Lambda Legal and GLAD that are helping 
shine light on this and yeah. are representing them. But the fact is they have to go but through this process. But also think of all the just little things. That means they probably can't get a passport. They can't like they, so they can't travel. They, I mean, there's gotta be so many ramifications to this, yeah. to their just day-to-day life. Yeah, exactly. And it all depends on where, where you live. So for instance, if the child is born in Canada, you come back, there are certain requirements. I'm working on a case right now, actually. One of my clients is uh, she and her wife are having a child. Okay. Her wife's an American citizen. She, uh, and, and she is uh, Israeli. And she wants to get Israeli citizenship for her child. Uh-huh. So the issue is, for them, it's meeting the requirements in Israel. Uh-huh. So if, right. if the child is born in America and she wants to get Finnish citizenship, then she needs to meet the, she needs to know what the Finnish requirements are right. because it's different for same sex couples than it is for, for straight couples. And it's just, it's, you That's have just to cross the board. You have to know uh, an attorney who's versed in mm-hmm. citizenship and LGBT assisted reproduction mm-hmm. in the country where you live and mm-hmm. a country where you're seeking citizenship. So it's it, like Taylor, Taylor and Sonia should probably have someone in the U S and someone in Finland yes. to help them yes. navigate this. And they should, they should definitely speak with an immigration attorney in the U.S. Mm-hmm. who is familiar with international assisted reproduction. It's so good that wow. they are being this. I mean, this add a girl to the lesbians. You know, like mm-hmm. getting ahead of this a year in I advance because like yeah, decisions that they that. make, like whether they do a known donor uh, mm-hmm. or a sperm bank, or like because I know there's some countries where maybe they don't have sperm banks, so they get it shipped internationally mm-hmm. from like California cryo. But yeah, it's like all it's a, those. If it's a donor from the U.S., in, does yeah. the baby uh, U.S. like there's just like by so default? You need to talk to. Somebody yeah, about it's this. really interesting because donors tend to surrender their rights when they make donations. Yeah, so the the sperm is then purchased and. And it is the owner's parentage at that yeah. point in time. But it's just it's just crazy. And you said something that uh, made me realize that gay and lesbian couples do not have accidental children. No. Our children yep. are absolutely carefully mm-hmm. thought out, just uh, look, like look, Taylor yeah. and Sonia. I mean, it's it's incredible to think of the things that you have to think about and when you have to think about them in right. the process. Yeah, because mm-hmm. literally everything, every decision they make needs mm-hmm. to be thought through in this way. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And I I just wanted to circle back because we talked about those three cases in Canada yeah. and Canadian surrogacy. There's a law that's going to go into effect in June that basically in in Canada it's cheaper. You had mentioned that the process for gestational surrogacy is less expensive there because they don't compensate the surrogates. They reimburse the surrogates. But Ooh. there's never been a definition for reimbursement until now. And this law is going to affect in June and it's going to very specifically define what can be reimbursed and what can't be reimbursed and what the effect that that's going to have. It's going to be less, less surrogates. They're going to be less surrogates because they're not going to be making as much money. Not that that's 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 their only motivation because it's not. But that's like the UK a lot of your life, man. Yeah, that's a dedication to the process. There's risks involved in pregnancy. They really should That's a wear and tear on your body for for God's sakes. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. We, We got the wear and tear to prove it. Yeah, I was just looking at my belly earlier. Oh, don't look. Oh, man. But, that, but that's that's just like our, our donor who was in the UK, he was saying that they can't be compensated for donating and it's, they can get just reimbursement for like travel and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and that stops a lot of donors and they have a shortage mm-hmm. because of it. So you're going to end up with a shortage in Canada. Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, that's the, the whole process of, um, in the I child. I feel like a man made that law. Just FYI. It's well, very, it's very strange. Yeah, it's very strange because mm-hmm. the compensation around surrogacy, the, all the, you know, the hullabaloo about the compensation around surrogacy, it's some of the people who are against it are, you know, people who are having family formation and they're okay with their sperm donor getting paid, yeah. you know, for 
Of, right. Even though it's a completely incomparable situation, mm-hmm. it's still, there seems to, to me, there needs to be a little bit of... Uh, Quid pro quo? Well, no, I think there needs to be some... <laughs> I just wanted to oh, use that phrase. The, that's a really good, that's a lawyerly I mean, it, phrase. It felt, it that's felt very right. Good. It felt right. That's very some good. Gender equality. Wait, some go, equality, yeah. yeah. Some Go-, equality. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Going back to, you said um, you dropped in Gloria Steinem's name. And yes, which so is really amazing because against? she's a friend of mine. What? Look at yeah. that name dropping Gloria Steinem. Well, I, she's an acquaintance of mine. I shouldn't say she's a friend. You should say she's a friend. And get her on our podcast, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, she's a wonderful, she's one of the nicest people you would ever want to meet. But the problem that I had with the letter that she wrote is that she cited a 1998 state commission report that came out against gestational surrogacy. And she also highlighted some of the sort of horror story scenarios that had happened back when traditional surrogacy as opposed to gestational surrogacy yeah. was yeah. happening. And also when, when the person could use the same, they could use that person's egg and they carried yes. it. Right. And which creates which a whole other legal morass. Right. right. But also um, she highlighted cases from underregulated and, and unregulated countries. Oh. So she also didn't realize, I don't know whether she knows this and I'm going to see her actually in, in you a, tell her. a few days and I'm going to ask her if she knew <laughs> that that same state. Com- <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't help myself. You just ha- you had to. Um, the, same, the same state commission came out with a report in 2017 that completely reversed their position. It said gestational surrogacy is absolutely the right thing to do. And the people who were against it are basing their opposition on outdated facts uh, and irrelevant um, issues that have right. nothing to do with the way that we're doing it now. So, so I don't, she just has bad information. She, I think so. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and just and and think so. But I do believe I know she is so dedicated yeah. to protecting women and yeah. understanding the you know womanhood in a different way. And yeah. I I totally get that. But I also believe that a woman's right to choose includes yeah. The ability to choose to have a child for someone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if it's the compensation issue, then just, you know, be consistent with it. And yeah. if you're against compensation, then be against all kinds of compensation yeah. for egg donors, for sperm donors, sperm donors. you know, oh, for God, everything. But, but don't do that, though, because then there won't be, I mean, how else are we going to make families? Right. Because exactly. it's like you can just see Those who's going to come out against boys that. boys aren't going to do it if- No, <laughs> they need to do that for money. We need no them to do it for, for them. money. We need them oh, to. God. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so oh. ooh, this has been so chock full of information. So much but to talk about. We, yeah. we have one more question from our listener. Our next question comes from, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. You can reach out to us and tell us how to say it the right way. I'm going to try. It's Ajay Fukui, I think. And she was in her she's in her Facebook group, and, and she gave us this. Yes, and she would like tips for drafting your will. Choosing a guardian, mm-hmm. trustee, disbursement, timeline options, etc. I don't even know what that means. Disbursement I don't either. I, th- I thought I would be the only one that didn't know. I was going to pretend like I knew. Especially for a single parent by choice with no other partner, parent, or guardian. This is a very, very <sighs> good question. Especially if you're a single parent, then you need to know that you have to say who you want your guardian to be in your will. In most states, the will is the one document where you can name a guardian for your child. So if you're in a partnered relationship, married or not, mm-hmm. and the other parent's the legal parent of the child, then there's no issue. But upon the death of that second parent, or if you're a single parent, you have to affirmatively name who you want to, to be the parent of that child. Mm-hmm. And if you are talking about 
a younger child and you have a significant amount of money, and I think this is what she means by disbursement timeline and trustee, you may want to think about creating a trust in your will or depending on mm-hmm. what state you are in. You should go and see a, a, a state planner who's familiar with our community and the issues that we go through. Uh, because there are, and this type of law, probate law, is different in every state. For mm-hmm. instance, in California, probate is a nightmare. In New York, if you know how to prepare for it, it's not so bad. But if you're passing a lot of money to a younger child, you may want to consider putting it into a trust. Yeah, you don't want them to get it all at once. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, if I got a lot of money when Good I was Lord. 18, 21. Can you imagine the you amount know? of beers I would have bought for people in college? <laughs> On me! Pizza bagels, one in the morning. So you can, just, But you can control the, tra- the transfer of assets to a child. You can say... I want a third to go at 21, a third to go at 25, and a third to go at 30. And mm-hmm. I want there to be, you can put, you know, provisions in. So if there's substance abuse issues, you can prepare mm-hmm. for those. If the, the child goes on some kind of means-based government assistance, you can create the possibility to allow that assistance to come in and still have the the money there. So there's there's ways to do it, but it involves planning and it involves thinking ahead. And, and the trust is, helps you not have to go through probate, right? Yes. If the money, like but it, it, well, it depends if, if it's a living trust, meaning if it's a trust that you set up mm-hmm. while you're alive, then mm-hmm. it will not go through probate. But if it's a testamentary trust, which is a trust you create in your will, the will still goes through probate, but the trust is created from the probate process. I think someone gave me the advice to set up the living trust now so that it's everything is in your trust. And then it just, the, the transfers Yes, except you have to remember that if you're thinking about putting real property into the trust, you've got to title the real property into the trust. Into the trust, right. You can't let it be in your name alone and say, in the trust, say, I'm putting this property in the trust. That won't work. You've got to actually go change the title and record that title so the trust is the owner. What do you mean change the title? You have to to actually transfer the property from, say, your name Uh to... Your trust. Your trust Jamie is like in trust of Jamie. Yeah. yeah. So so then once you've done that, then you tr- do all the tax transfer documents and you write a new deed that says you are transferring from Jamie to the Jamie Trust and Jamie Trustee. And then you go to the county clerk's office and you file that and it's recorded. So and then even your bank accounts are in the trust. You have, name. To, put, like you everything, have to put everything. It has to be you, titled. It in sounds the like trust a giant name. pain in the ass, which wow. is why I've stopped. But it seems like a very smart thing to do. And I, I think sort of the middle ground is the testamentary trust because okay. it's a will, so you can change it at any time if your circumstances change. You don't have to go through this whole process, but you can prepare for it if something were to happen to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's. I think it's a good idea at least to have that kind of protection. There. And on this disbursement timeline options, would that include how the money is going to be broken out. Like, let's say you die before the kid is 18 Mm -hmm. so that it would be how the money is broken out also for the person who's controlling the money, who's the guardian. Yes. It it sets the whole uh, sort of framework for the distribution up for the guardian. So the guardian then becomes sort of beholden to the to the, the language to, of yes, the trust. trust. They can't so they go can't against, just like go crazy and spend can, all your, your money. No, they can't spend the it on money. themselves, certainly. But they have, will have discretion to spend the money on the child mm-hmm. for whom the trust is created. Right. They'll be paid a fee, and it's usually based on a percentage of the amount of money that's in the trust. That they're managing. But that's, that's sort of their compensation for doing it. But the beneficiary of the trust can always hold the trustee accountable 
by bringing an accounting action. Okay. Mm. So that so if they if the beneficiary thinks the trustee is you know making off with their money, they can there's something they can ask do about for it. like right an audit. Yeah. And now, would you recommend going to somebody who knows about our community for this, or yeah. is this different? For is it different? Well, it's the probate law is the same, but there's certain sensitivities that are different. For instance, if you're going to name someone who is not a close family member mm-hmm. as the a person who's going to be the guardian for the child, then you have to explain to that person that close family members are notified when they're doing the guardianship action. And they could fight it. And they can come in and fight it. But the will, having that person named in the will, proves the intent of the testator to name that other person who's a non-family member as the guardian. So that's the the key, the critical key. I, I, I remember some people used to think that if they were named the godchild and they went to that service, right. you know, that they that would automatically enough. be the guardian, yeah, no. which is absolutely not the case. Yeah. Wow. So, so much to think about. It really yeah. is. And we didn't even talk about the other documents. She taught, you know, I, right. the will is very important, but, uh, and, and that's where you're going to designate the guardian for your child and create the distribution mm-hmm. scheme. But you also need to think about a living will and a medical right. power of attorney yep. and possibly a durable power of attorney if you're in a relationship. So what's the difference between a durable and a medical? A medical power of attorney is reserved just for medical choices. And a durable power of attorney is for sort of all other business. Oh, like choices. I can sign your name. Like if you, you can can't. sign my name and, and pay a bill for if me. If I'm in or a something. coma, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have to submit a copy of the power of attorney to whomever you're paying the bill to, but you can do it that way. But with a medical power of attorney, it really is medical decision making, mm-hmm. um, specifically that they're authorized to yeah. do. And that's mm. a necessity because some hospitals might not. Hospitals are worried about liability more than anything right. else. You know, they yeah. want to know if you have a living will, which is the document that says what kind of treatments you want or don't want yep. in an end of life situation. Mm-hmm. They want to know that they are covered. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if they if, you, if they have to withhold treatment for any reason, they're not going to be sued yeah. for it. So they if they have your living will saying, I don't want to live this way at the end of my life, then they're cleared. And if right. they have the, you know, the person to go to, the medical power of attorney to say, yes, I, you know, I agree with this. This is what they wanted. Then they're going to be um Compliant. And when you make the will, give copies to people. What's the. Oh, my God. That's the best question in the world. Nobody asks that question. That is so important. And I always tell people that I work with do not give a copy of your will to anyone. Oh, Oh, no. No. I did that. I've got to get them back then. No. Uh, The only reason why I say that is. And uh, I think a lot of us want to give it to the person who we'd named as guardian for yeah. our children mm-hmm. so they have some kind of proof. Number one, you only want one original will out there. Number two, oh, you no. may change your mind. Right. Oh, no. Right? And if you change your mind, then you're going to have to have that awkward decision or conversation with them to say, listen, I need that will back because I don't want you to be my kid's guardian anymore. Right. And this is the main Doesn't reason- Doesn't just the date superseding it? Doesn't that like the new date? The doesn't, date does supersede it, but it gives them. But it gives them gonna, a that um, you changed your a mind. sense of entitlement, <gasps> and possibly you know it opens the Something door for hurt feelings or just well, confusion. Let's just say you thought you were a go getter and sending out copies. Do you ask for them back to shred them and say I got legal advice that they shouldn't be out there? What do you? Well, do? how many like, copies did you send them to? Uh, how I, many people I, did you send I them sent, to? Robin? I sent it to. I th- okay, here's what I did. Because because my thinking was, if Mary and I are both like crushed in a car accident, right. someone's got to find these. Yes. So I, I had a copy at home, mm-hmm. in my home office, and I had a copy at my work office, just in case, which I think I shredded that at this point. Uh, I think, or I brought them all home. And then I gave a copy to my sister, who is the, the future guardian. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, that's not so bad. 
Okay. That's not so bad. I mean, it um, feels like I blanketed the city with my wills now. That well, that, the way that you <laughs> led into that, that was sort of the feeling that I okay. got. All right. um, but I'm glad to know that, okay. that you didn't. Now, the only thing that, and, and since it's just your sister, that's okay. Because you're going to have an ongoing relationship with her. But if it's, you know, your friends and you really love the way that they parent their kid and then they get a divorce yeah. and you've oh, named both of them in your right. will, then it becomes an issue. So that's when you don't want to give the will to okay. someone else. What I would suggest for you to do, uh, if you could take the will back from your sister, okay. is just to tell your sister. Kim, I'm really sorry, but you're going to need to give that back to me. Go ahead. I've named you as the guardian in my in my will. If that changes, I'll talk to you about it. But if anything happens, this is where my original will is located. And that's all you have to say. You don't yeah. have to give them a copy okay. of the document. Okay. Just let them know where Doesn't the original will is. your lawyer have your will anyway, though? Yeah, but you know, like we used legal insurance to get our like we just used legal insurance at my last job. Oh, you did some have an rando lawyer write it up for you. I did. Like, it, our will like, is at our it, yeah, lawyer, but it's like he's not my ongoing lawyer. Like, oh, we, she's he not. was. Yeah, yeah, we don't right, have an ongoing right, lawyer. Right. And I think a lot of people don't. No. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, who this has is another copy. good. This is another good thing to bring up because I think a lot of people think that they should put it in their safe deposit box, and that's the last place. Yeah, because who could get to it? Right. You have to have a separate court order to get into the safe deposit box just to find the will to have a probate process. So it's crazy. Most attorneys who do this a lot will keep the original copies themselves and they will write on a conformed copy where the original copy is located. And that's a, that's a good, uh, I think sort of tactic. Okay. Um, So if you know where the original copy is located, I have to go home and just rifle and make sure. Okay. You may want to contact them and ask them to have that original copy back. Just remember if you keep the original copy of your will, it can't be unstapled. It can't be written on. It can't be torn because all of those are an indication that you may want to revoke that will. And so that's what the way that a probate clerk is thinking. Wow. Oh, they put a line through that. It could have been just a you, the yeah, pen, your the pen marker moved. went off. It. Yeah, exactly. And they the, they're going to think they revoked that provision because better so you'd safe have than to sorry. Ex- yeah. You'd have to explain it then. Wow. All right. The funny thing, the difference between Robin and I, I know she's going to go home right now and find the will and do all that stuff. Oh and, yeah. And I am not sure I'm going to make the phone call I need to make tomorrow. I will remind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a lot more real. She's like all bunched up over here. And I I'm am still very. Relaxed. But well, what I want to say for the bunched up people out there. Um, cause I mean, I am too. I think the thing to think about is one thing at a time. Yes. Like, like all I'm thinking about right now is the things I haven't done or now I need to fix. But it's like, if you just focus on the one thing, exactly. like if it's second parent adoption, Jamie's in the process of it. She's doing it step by step. We make fun of her a lot, but she's getting there. <laughs> she's closer than she was at season two. And just as long as you're moving in that direction. And I think that that's what I'm going to take away, other than all the knowledge you've dropped. Well, I think it's I think it's really important because you can uh, if you get in your head, you get up in the clouds, you look down at all the things that you have to do. It tends to sort of disperse your motivation. Yes. Freeze. If yes. you can just focus on the one thing that's right in front of you, yeah, then you're much more, uh, you know, you know successful at, yeah. at tackling that. A listener who doesn't have kids yet, focus on the will. If you are Mm -hmm. a listener who does have kids but hasn't focused on second parent adoption, then double back on the will. But Mm -hmm. just one one of the things. Who's who's done second parent adoption, look at the trustee. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. We just mapped out your timeline, guys. I mean, do it. Create a Google Doc. (laughs) You got this. (laughs) Well, uh, good Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. It's so nice to talk to you guys. There's so much more to say. Always. So before we go, just can you tell people who are in the New York City or New York region, or I don't know if you work with people on Skype, but like how they could get yes, advice from absolutely. you. absolutely. You can get in touch with me through my website. My website is timeforfamilies.com, mm-hmm. T-I-M-E-F-O-R-F-A-M-I-L-I-E. 
I can't even spell it. You got it. You got it. F a m i l i e s dot com. I love that you had to sing it. Thank you. My it's the only way I remember. The my email is Anthony at timeforfamilies dot com, and there's a lot of information on there. Things that I've talked about, I've written about. That's on the website. So so take if you have any questions, you can always contact me through that. He's a wealth of knowledge. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Tony. Oof. So it looks so much, <laughs> so, so much, much knowledge, so much, so much goodness. I always feel smarter when smart people come on our podcast. Do, do you know how impressed I am with myself that I was able to, like, to follow with every him? no to like follow everything and I was with it and I knew everything he was talking about. I'm really proud. Of the myself. worst part, though, is that it'll just like all that knowledge that I had right now will be gone yeah. by tomorrow. afternoon. Oh, totally. So I can't. Yeah. So if somebody brings it up and I literally had such a long conversation with a lawyer about it. I'm still not going to be able to. like no. Yeah. state the facts that yeah. need to be stated. No, that happened in last week's episode with Britain. Let's like, yeah. people were like flying off on the social media about how it's like that in every state, not just Texas. Yeah. And I couldn't remember what was no. different and that we just recorded that. We just that. recorded it. Yeah. Well, I think we should keep Tony. I think we should yeah. bring him back for more legal questions. Yeah, so, so if you have more, yeah, keep sending them to us and over time. Us. Unfortunately, there is a need for the LGBTQs to constantly be updated in the legal. Mm-hmm. It's sad, mm-hmm. but thank God for people like Tony. So, mm-hmm. so, but if you have, speaking of Tony, if you've got questions for him, you can join us on social and we will make sure to link out Tony and all his little handles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's on it. Yeah. And so you can get us at ovaries talk on Twitter. Ovaries underscore talk on Insta. And if these ovaries could talk Facebook. Yeah. But we also have a community within our Facebook page where you can talk to other listeners. Mm-hmm. And also keep in mind, you can join us on Patreon, which is where we have a community. It's patreon.com slash ovaries talk. And this week, Tony did answer a bonus yeah. content. There's bonus content with him talking about the Supreme Court case. Mm-hmm. So check it. Check it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's our sign that it's time to go home. Now. Well, we also have to thank our sponsor, Grove.co. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's go clean in a natural and healthy way for the planet. <laughs> Eggs. Ovaries. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Out. Out. If these ovaries could talk, they would say. Eggs, ovaries, out.